Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how you need to share this podcast with your friends in Vermont. <laughs> they're, they're, it's the last state in the union. Come I, on, Vermont. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly and Matt Polly. Hi. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, Vermont is the only holdout for our listeners. We have listeners in every state. Someone um, call Bernie Sanders. Vermont, get and, your shit together. Yeah, and Washington, D.C. We got Washington, D.C. We probably have some other provinces that are. It's Obama. Yeah, thanks. He's no, thanks, he's Trump. Listening. Obama's listening. O- Obama has a, a ban on. Inglorious Bastards in Vermont. That's <laughs> a little might. convoluted. He might. You never know. So, hey. Hey, do you need to plug your computer in, by the way? Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> we could probably do that. So, you guys, um, uh, what are you guys drinking? I'll do that while you guys are telling right. me what you're drinking. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, doubling up tonight. Uh, <laughs> That's a shocker. I know. I haven't doubled up in a while on, on that drink, so or at least I haven't told you I have. Uh I bought a new scotch this week, the Lafroig uh, Ten Year uh, Isle Single Malt Scotch. Single Malt Scotch. Uh, it it shows up on a lot of lists of like must have scotches. It's just really it's with an Isle, it's peaty Holy and smoky. Crap for a Ten Year whiskey, that's yeah ridiculous. Well, I kind of discovered that a lot of Isles are t- Ten Year. Like that, a lot of the good ones are Ten Year because if you over age them, you lose you lose. Some of the peatiness, I think, you lose some yeah. of the smoke. So. What's the what's the right age for scotch? It just depends. Depends, depends on the scotch. I mean, it can go anywhere from six, eight years to fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have thousands. If you if you want a good scotch, like nothing less than probably ten. And yeah, that's, that's a probably pretty just good. Highlights. You want it more towards the tweens. I I that's feel what? like anywhere from twelve years and up is what I generally yeah. buy. And yeah. you can get a decent twelve year for. Yeah, what I'm bucks, drinking, as a matter of fact, fifty or sixty bucks, uh, seventy bucks for a decent twelve year. So yeah, yeah. And then I'm also uh, chasing that down with the champagne velvet. Drank from, drank from, drunk from. You dr- drunk from. You drunk? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm drinking yeah, out of. He will be. Uh, the new Pastor's Pub glass. Hey, Nathan Miller West gave us. Yeah, hey, buddy. Us, so we really appreciate that. Thanks, Oregon's Nathan finest, mm-hmm. Roseburg, Oregon's finest. Mm-hmm. Yes, is Nathan that, is that where he's from? Roseburg, yeah. Oregon. Yeah, I'm paying attention. Well, I thought it was where that beer was from. I pay attention. I care for you. The boxes I care for you, have return addresses I have. Let me look at the, the... The box is actually right here. This is just proof that Michael doesn't actually care about our listeners. But Nathan, I, I love you more than anybody else. It is Roseburg, Roseburg Oregon. Yep. Let's give out his address and his home. <laughs> just kidding, Nathan. That would be nice. Um, or it would be, because we give out our address to people that, yeah, we, that may send us bombs. And yeah. We haven't died yet. Supposedly, we have a listener in Maryland who's going to be sending us crab cakes this week. Or Allegedly. Next week. Allegedly. I, uh, and we have beers coming from yes. another podcast from California. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a beer exchange, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Anybody else to, want to do beer exchanges? We'll be happy to do that. I need to do, do that. that this week, actually. Yeah, you should. You yeah. should get right on that. I should. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, I'm drinking something. So, I'm drinking Samuel Smith Old Brewery uh, Tadcaster. It's the uh, Brewed Pure Organic Lager Beer. It's from the UK, independent UK. Samuel Smith is a small independent UK brewery. I like that Samuel Smith stuff. Yeah, it's um, good. I've got some in my time. home right now. It's uh, it, I don't maybe I'm just not used to the lagers yet. Um, but lagers just, aren't great. It just kind of seems a little bit light. That's lagers are like that. Yeah. 
I mean, lagers are generally pretty boring. In this beer, there was a cold maturation period. <laughs> yes, here we go. Uh, it allows bottom fermenting yeast to secondary ferment and improve the lager's flavor, purity, and condition. Like your bottom flavor, bottom fermenting yeast. This is a super That's intense what makes label. A lager, by the this way. is a double. This they've got three different separate labels on here. Mm-hmm. One is just is just the organic label, but this is USDA this? or li- organic. That's great. Can we move um, on? I don't is like it. My it. turn yet? Honestly. Well, what are you doing? Uh, I'm having uh, scotch as well. I didn't feel like beer tonight. Uh, so I'm drinking the Dalmore 12 here. It's good. Uh, the brewery is, or the brewery, the distillery is the Dalmore, is what it's called, from Scotland. Okay. Um, it is delicious. This is, I've got a good eight scotches at home, I think, right now, something like that. And this is one of the best ones, and it's only a 12 year. So there you go. It How doesn't. Much was it? Uh, like sixty bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. So okay, question about twelve years. So we're gonna. I know we're. we're that's twelve years spent in the barrel. Oh, okay, that's where I was gonna go. So yeah. like next year is it thirteen years? No. It's no, not. because it has come out of the barrel into a bottle. So. so once it's in the bottle, how long is it good for? Forever. Well, uh, within the for, right temperature. For a long time, a long time. In certain whiskeys, depending on how they're built, how they're made will continue to get better in the bottle some will depreciate in the bottle and not be as good it just depends but i don't generally keep them around long enough to find out i've had i've had some for over a year so for oh yeah i mean you can, it doesn't I mean, go bad like a beer i mean no. it's not going to go bad it just sometimes they'll lose their certain characteristics or maybe lose depth or they might gain depth it just depends hmm. so Good talk, guys. Yeah, the more you know. Good talk. Michael learned something tonight. Yeah, so Vermont, um, hop on board. Let's, let's uh, <laughs> get your shit together, Vermont. Yeah, just uh, if you, you tell your friends about us, because we would like some maple syrup. Yeah, oh, I would oh. love to visit Vermont. Actually, I heard it's gorgeous. I hope it falls into the ocean. <laughs> well, I don't well, it's, touch, it's not touching the ocean. <laughs> yeah. but I, hope it falls I mean, if that it. falls into the ocean, then there's a lot of other things that are going to fall into the ocean as well, like the uh, entire eastern seaboard. Vermont's on a sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's go into. Um, oh, by the way, I should definitely say this. This round is brought to us yes. by none other than the Sassy Atheist. Yay, Sassy! On Twitter, um, you can find her at SassyTKO. So thank you, Sassy. Um, she's she's a she's a good follow, so you should follow. Oh, her. A lot of conversations with her actually. Yeah, she's neat. She's yeah. good people. I she's think neat. we've never met her. But she doesn't she seem, seems to be good people. She doesn't seem angry like some atheists. Mm-hmm. No, um, I don't like the angry atheists. I don't like the angry Christians either. Yeah, she told I me we're her three favorite Christians. So maybe I just don't like. I wonder wonder what her ranking. That'd be is. awesome if we can we get your power kids. rankings for each episode. Which one's your favorite? And I hope it changes every week. <laughs> The, the the Christian power rankings. <laughs> I wonder who's fourth. Who would be the four, fourth horseman of the apocalypse? Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump is the fourth. Trump is actually probably all four horsemen of the apocalypse, if we're honest. Yeah. Trump is my fourth favorite Christian. <laughs> Just kidding. He's the worst. He's he's near the bottom. He really might literally be the worst. Yeah, he really honestly, In a yeah. number of ways. He is definitely ushering in the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, all right, Sassy, thank you. We, Yay. The good thing is he'll run out of money before he actually ushers in the apocalypse. So, Yeah, for sure. Cause he has like I'm just going to start telling people I'm a billionaire. That's what he does. He just tells people he's a billionaire, even though it's total bullshit. How so, much does he have? Well, not much. 
His entire valuation is just basically his own speculation of how much his name is worth. Oh. So when he says he's a billionaire, that doesn't mean he has a billion dollars. That means that he values his, himself oh, at over a billion dollars. I wonder what's in his bank account right now. Well, his campaign is virtually broke. And they they found started, out yesterday. They like, barely started the general election. Let's put it this oh, way. Gosh. Cash in hand, which is what they have in hand right now, $1.7 million. Hillary's campaign has cash in hand $45 million, just to put that she in perspective. She raised like $4 million yesterday. Just to put it into perspective. Yeah. So, Do you guys ever think of parallel universes? And sometimes in a parallel, there's, some, there's a parallel universe where uh, Donald Trump is a homeless. And that's where I'm moving. I'm moving to that parallel universe. <laughs> with a homeless Donald Trump. Where he, he he's just sitting on the on the street corner yelling, "I'm a billionaire!" Yeah, well, he's, he, he's kind of doing that now. Might be so. not be far from doing that now. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out that if you like spend nine months of your campaign bragging and telling big people how rich you are, that nobody really wants to give to your campaign. Yeah. So no, he's got money. Out, he's good. Yeah, he's fine. He he's got plenty. It. See, he just told us he's rich. Yeah. So. Oh man. Yeah. Well, we we never meant to get political, but. Sometimes I'm happens. assuming that most of our followers think that he's a piece of crap. If if you don't think that he is, you can. You probably checked out of this. Uh, yeah, long you probably time did, ago. Um, and uh, we'll be praying for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, there's that. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, if you would like to, to buy us around, go yes. to uh, um, Patreon.com/slash/PastordsPodcast, and you can also get into the. Um, Pastor's Pub, where, so good. where the pub be lit. It's, so it's, it's literally like the only thing on the internet that doesn't blow at this yeah, point. It's kind like, of the only thing that won't make you like sink into depression. Yeah. You know what so. does blow now? I'm kind of over. <laughs> Chewbacca mom. I never got it. She has her own figurine now. I saw that. It pisses mm-hmm. me off. Yeah. Why does she? I, I want to. Well, well, I guess I should return the one I bought you. should be uh, at your house anytime. God, I hope that's true. <laughs> yeah, don't send me Chewbacca mom figurine, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, I never. You know, I never watched that video. I saw. I, I, I never watched. The I heard. I saw maybe clips. ten seconds of it. I was like, hmm, I don't really get this. I never. I never watched the full video, but it was enough to like. It just felt so convoluted, and she was like trying to get like. She was basically making herself laugh, and it just it, it didn't seem genuine it, to me. Uh, it worked. Yeah. She's now rich for some reason, or I don't know how that how's that work with internet I stars. They what, get do rich think, and, what do you think? What do you think the uh, the the. Uh, uh, what, what's, what's the, the freaking word? Here comes the struggle. What's the, what's the backlash on us hating on the Chewbacca? Chewbacca. Man? I don't hate her. I just don't get it. I, like I, I, I didn't say I hated her. I don't I mean, get it. I just don't. It's just I just don't understand if people are into that. Hey, whatever. I guess if it's your I, thing, then uh, go buy yourself a Chewbacca mom figurine. I guess, and I'm we'll be praying that. for you. <laughs> and Michael will pray for <laughs> we'll you. We'll just add that to our list of people to pray for. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll send it out on a prayer chain. <laughs> the pastor's prayer chain. Do we have a we need a prayer tree when something bad happens to one of us? We can call <laughs> prayer tree. Yeah. Hey, this is Brad. I'm just calling to let you know that <laughs> Matt hasn't unspoken this week. <laughs> the unspoken, yes. <laughs> uh, right now, any Christians listening to us are howling because they know about the unspoken prayer. Uh, yeah, it's masturbation. Yeah, I'm just gonna, it's say, I'm just gonna say, if it's, it's a dude. either that or like he's addicted to porn. It's yeah. one if it's of a those. Dude, he's jerking off. That's definitely it. something sexual. He feels really a, bad about it. Uh-huh. If it's an unspoken, it's definitely <laughs> sexual. Yeah. <laughs> rule of thumb, Christian rule of thumb number whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go into that, the that news. Got dark. Quickly. Yeah, that got yeah. really dark. Let's go into the news feed. What do you guys got? Uh, oh. 
Matt, go ahead, because i got to get mine. Uh, okay, so right it's not really so much a newsfeed piece. I, I go oh, on damn a, it. Website, everything. a website called Cracked.com. It's okay. a comedy site, basically. It's newsfeed. It doesn't have to be a news article. It I know, I'm just saying. That would be it's not really a news article. Newsfeed. But what they do is they take things that are actual true, and they just write comedy articles about them. So this one is 10 Bizarre Products Clearly Designed by Psychopaths. <laughs> oh, right. sweet. So number 10 is the Placenta Cookbook. Oh, oh, 25 placenta recipes. This is authored by Tom Cruise. Don't Scientologists no. eat placenta. Hey, I bought, a, um, I bought a book last night. Um, my wife doesn't know, so sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> called 101 Uses for a Dead Cat. <laughs> we got some cats in our barn. And so, just, Wait, does that mean um, you're about to not have no, cats no, in your I, barn? I, we got them. Are you assuming a coyote's going to ravage I just, them? My dad had it growing up, and so like it's sentimental. <laughs> 101 uses for a dead cat. I just remember it as growing up, and I was like, I need to get that book. I need to own that. It's like comic strip versions of... really kind of explains a lot. It, it does. How to use yeah. a dead cat. Do you remember that book, that comic book that you and I had, the comic... It wasn't comics. It, well, I guess it was like illustrations, 101 Ways to Die. Oh, yeah. It's the best thing it's ever great. do. We used to laugh our ass off. have to look at see if that, that still book. exists. I bet you can get it for like a penny on Amazon. The only one I really you remember now. for mm. the dead cats is it's a comic and it's the cat is uh, kind of in a little ball, but the tail is straight out and rigor mortis obviously is set in and they're using it to clean the toilets. Oh, okay. Totally welcome. That's what's the use for a dead cat. That's disgusting. Brad's not even paying attention. No, I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm trying to find. Okay, so number nine. Number nine. Uh, A dog window. It's a. I'll show you a picture. It's a plastic bubble that goes in the side of your fence. Your dog can bark at stuff outside the fence. So it literally looks like blowing the bubble, except it's a dog. There is the uh, iPhone panties. What? Uh, It's to protect your phone's button and hole. <laughs> um, Literally looks like a pair of panties to cover your uh, I had something awesome. else in mind. I was imagining panties that help. There is a, a substance While called synthol, which is basically it's an injectable solution made of vegetable oil preservative and it's anesthetic, which allows someone to make their muscles look bigger. Your body basically dissolves it, so it's basically so you can pump yourself up without actually doing any work. Your body, your body, uh, it dissolves in the body. Um, it's not recommended by doctors. It's, not, it's basically you just stab yourself with this, this shit and it bolt, yeah, that seems a, bulges you up. Seems yeah, like a bad idea. Um, it's not real good for you, actually. It basically breaks down the actual muscle tissue that you <laughs> that you have. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's not real good. Uh, this was one for Michael, number six, the Handspresso. It's a... Uh, it's <laughs> oh, so, I've seen so that. So a bunch of crap. When you're in your car hurling down the highway at 70 miles an hour and you want to make yourself an espresso. It's in case you're wanting a dopio while you're yeah. flying down the road there, Michael. It sounds dopio. Yeah. yeah, it does. Uh, they come with Handspresso unbreakable cups that you can buy separately. Unbreakable until your 75 mile an hour head on collision. Yes, break my yes, exactly. coffee. Say you love Number me five. Again. Number five. Stop talking. Um, any <laughs> Number five. An enormous dildo. Oh, what? What? Um, three foot long, four foot across, 40 pound lump <laughs> of rubber. It's basically a gag gift, essentially, but um, it's all pixelated out. It is, yeah. It's, yeah, this three, is the best three feet long, seen. four foot across, 40 pound lump of rubber. Would it basically. be inappropriate to have that as like living room furniture? <laughs> I'm not sure what else you'd have. What else would you have it <laughs> as besides living room furniture? You like our new art? I don't know what it is. It's very avant garde. <laughs> Modern art. Uh, there's the Macho Man Randy Savage rap album. What? Called Be a Man. 
Yeah, it actually exists. And he actually, I think I've seen I'm that I'm going to go ahead stores. and not make fun of this because it is the Macho Man. Please tell me there's a song in there called Snap Into a Slim Jim. There's <laughs> be. No, there's not. <laughs> there's no uh, Number three, the tampon flask. Oh. It's a flask that looks like a uh, bunch of tampons. Oh, that's, a, that's, so, not, that's not a bad idea. You can use that. Is it? Yeah, you I can mean, use I wouldn't that. want to drink out of it. Buy but, a flask, like. Well, I mean, if you're if you're on the job and you don't want people to know that. So you're, it's not gonna look weird. You're drinking out of a thing that says tampons written on it. Well, I mean, so, you're gonna go to the bathroom and. Yeah, so then you just take the flask with you, Michael. Stuff whatever it is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you don't drink out of tampon boxes. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, there's not. There's Lord a I do. number two. A bag of a forty pound bag of cereal marshmallows. Why is that a bad idea? I don't think it's a bad Although idea. Although forty pounds might be a bit. Yeah, much. that's a lot. Well, when you eat Lucky Charms, you always eat the marshmallows. Well, yeah, that's. I always my, my three year old. That's all he eats out of like all Lucky Charms. <laughs> I always saved them to last. I ate the other. Oh, I did too. First. Yes. So you had nothing but like four scoops of like yeah. nothing but marshmallows. That's what this is, basically, but without the cat food-looking stuff. From like Did I ever tell you that at one point in my life, I was a cereal taste tester? They would send me these boxes, and I would... God, there's nothing I, about that sentence that surprises me. I, uh, they would send me boxes that look like the Dharma Initiative from Lost. You guys don't watch Lost, so you wouldn't nope. get it. No, no, don't. Listeners will get it. Um, it's just basically white white boxes with, with black print. It's like, marshmallow cereal A, yeah. marshmallow cereal B. And How'd then, you get that gig? It was a, on the internet. Don't worry about it. It was, 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 creep was, the it, was it on the dark net? It was on the dark net. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was delicious. And uh, come to find out, I actually went and tried to find that cereal, the one I thought was better. Yeah. And it was the uh, the off-brand at Kroger. It is huh. the off-brand of the best, man. It's good. They are. They're good. Yeah. Then number one is the Datamancer Sojourner Keyboard. It's a computer keyboard that costs a thousand dollars. It's basically a handmade steampunk keyboard, um, made from regular keyboard parts in a brass case. That I guess it hooks in Bluetooth wise. See, I don't understand steampunk, and, and my wife is into it. Um, I just it makes me want to just punch a bear <laughs> or your wife. No, I don't want to punch my wife. Come on. You heard it here, folks. He was implying it. No, I just I just don't like steampunk. I just don't. I don't. Something about it just annoys like, I'm me. I'm fine with it. But, man, if you ever try to get into that, you better have thousands A lot of, money. of dollars if you ever want to start doing any sort of steampunk cosplay yeah. or anything like yeah. that. I'm going to do a steampunk cover band. I don't know what that means, but I'll figure it out and let you know. Michael's brain's not really here. No, it is. He uh, he can tell his what little filter he ever has is just gone. (laughs) Are you done with your news feed so that I can go? That was was number one. Was the steampunk? Yeah. Well, that would make sense that it was made by serial killers. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Are you going or? Yeah, I'm just trying to. Okay, I'll choose this one. Uh, Guy builds uh, world's largest functional Nerf gun. Nice. No, okay. When I oh, just to tell you how big this thing is, the bullets are pool noodles oh with with <laughs> toilet plunger ends. Like that's the oh, end of it is a toilet plunger. Wow. That's not a terrible idea. No. So this guy's a former NASA engineer. Oh, well, that explains it. It shoots these things at forty miles an hour. Nice. Wow. You could kill you somebody. Would kill with somebody this with thing. that. So uh, yeah, and there's so there's a video of this yes. going, and there's a here's. Here's the picture. <laughs> it's literally like bigger than a human. So, so apparently NASA engineers don't have a lot to do. After well, he's they former NASA. That's engineer. what I'm saying. They yeah. have a lot to do after they retire. So, 
Uh, the pictures are just that's fantastic. pretty fantastic. That gun's awesome. So yeah, I I I would shoot that. I would too. That how fun would that be mm-hmm. just to like set that up in a backyard yeah. and I guess just shoot it at cats, animals, cat. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you shoot it at Michael's a, cats and he's gonna kill. Later. Yeah. Um, if you had a um, a childhood toy that you would want blown up to mega size, Ooh, what would it be? Matt would like Pumpkin Man. Pumpkin Life size that he can cuddle man. with in bed. I'm not sure that'd be really comfortable. Uh, I, I don't know. That's real. Because I didn't have a lot of... Oh, uh, I maybe the... I had the, the old Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that thing was awesome. That's, that's kind of cheating. Millennium why? Falcon. Why I mean, is that cheating? Why you guys can't ask. You ask a hypothetical you question. Can't ask, you can't ask me a question and then go, no, that that's, sucks. That's too awesome. Nothing like a hypothetical question no, going, no, that I also had the G.I. Joe SR-71 Blackbird thing. I do not remember that. I remember that. I got that for Christmas one year. It was awesome. I still have them. Of course, if you blow that up, it's technically just an SR-71 Blackbird. So, Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, thing. it was it was really okay. cool. Yeah. I've got like three Millennium Falcons in my garage. I'd, I'd blow up micro machines and just have like real cars. Can you do that? Also called Hot Wheels. They'd be like Mini Coopers. That's what they'd look like. <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of like <laughs> yeah, a Mini would, Cooper, wouldn't it? But with like gigantic tires. Because the tires on those were like not proportional to the size of the vehicle. That's what made yeah. them awesome though. Yeah. I love micro machines. Those yeah, are so I much nuts fun. Over those. I would blow up my uh, Planet of the Apes head and just no, carry it around. I feel like it would kind of look like you, actually. <laughs> Screw you. No, not in a bad way. I'm just saying. I, feel I like mean, that... in, in a way, you kind of look like the Planet of the Apes head. I do. You've got the, the furry and then the thing on the back that kind of sticks out, like the hair. Yeah. Yeah, you... I'm surprised you didn't say Mr. Potato. What's his name? Dr. Zhivago? Uh, no, it's it's Caesar. Oh, Caesar. From the I'll later, take back from the later movies. Mm, yeah, that's great. What's your news item? Um, speaking of dead cats. Um, oh, God. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So afraid um, of where this is going. Um, so have you guys had cats before? I yeah, have, I yeah. I had a couple of cats years ago. So I had cats a few years ago, and then I got allergies, and then we had to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And then um, we we sent them to the farm. It was fine. He or she, well, I don't know, who cares? They, they, they were fine. They, they're, they're dead now, though, but... They, they lived shortly after, and then they Move died. Peter's not listening to this. It's yeah. fine. Sorry, Peter. Um, but we've got cats now um, in our in our house. They don't. They they're like barn cats. So they. they but they're in the them. house. They're not in the house anymore. But the, in they're the, not really barn in the, cats. If the, they're living in your house. In the homestead, I guess. Um, so, have you ever been home with your cat? Um, and, and you know you're having a drink, and you just say. I wish I wish my feline friends could enjoy a nice glass of wine as well. Well, good news, they can't. <laughs> I like how we did make it. Feel, it feels like it feels like, yeah. like the world's worst commercial. Um, good news. Alcohol is extremely dangerous for pets. Who knew? Don't let your cats drink alcohol. Um, but what 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 is a cat loving wino to do? Enter Apollo Peak, uh, the Denver-based company um, makes drinks for cats that look like wine. Um, so but bear little resemblance to what the stuff is ingredient wise. So they've got uh, it, it's this alcohol. Is the saddest story we've ever it's, had. It's, it's yeah, alcohol free and grape free, no grapes. No so alcohol. it's colored water. Um, in varieties like Pinot Meow, uh, uh, Moscato. So what's this brand? I think. So what's who, this brand? Because I'm pretty sure we just found out who we're firing out of the sun. <laughs> Apollo this Peak. So um, who uh, who's in favor of Donald Trump winning and just ushering in the apocalypse yeah. now? Because I feel like that's probably necessary. At this Let point. me tell you what it's made of: organic, organic, obviously, uh, catnip, water, 
in colored organic beet juice. The white variety. Thank God it's organic because when your cat's licking its taint, then I'm sure it really <laughs> matters that it's uh, having organic. It's just like my cat spent most of his day pawing at his own crotch. So uh, the white varieties are are colored golden beets. So um, I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than it's, I've got a lot to say about it's it. Made, well, say it. No, it's just pissing me off. Let's uh, just move on to something else. Um, but I guess it's made like tea. <laughs> I don't know if they put it in sachets or what, yeah. what it is, but um, it's it's like having a glass of, of wine with your pet. That's what it's like. That's that literally so, might be the saddest thing, the saddest sentence ever uttered. Yeah, on that's the podcast, yeah. I can't even having imagine. a glass of wine with your cat. So all you cat ladies, or like there. being desperate enough to like, I really want my cat to drink some of this too. Like a glass of wine is kind of I don't just, know, like I get I, I just don't don't take this the wrong way. I don't get pet culture. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying this as a as a like a slam on people that are into the pet culture. I just don't I just don't get it. Like, yeah, we had cats and they were fine, and I cuddled with them. They'd sit on my chest, whatever. Like, you know, I yeah. and I enjoyed that, but I just I don't know. Like, I don't understand it that depth me out when of people pet culture. Treat animals like they're people. I mean, I think we should respect animals, and I think we should treat them well, all that stuff. But I'm not going to put a little polo on my dog. And walk him around and, and have him make him beef yeah. stew and then let him eat that food. Yeah. He's a dog. He's going to eat dog food. Like, I guess that's where I don't understand is, you know, you're talking about, like, well, it matters what you feed your dog. I'm like, he licks his balls all day. Like, why does it matter? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's where I just, there's, like, to me, like, a massive, di- you pissed me off with this, Michael. Some, some I know. Angry Brad has returned for this, just this segment. We need, a, we need a, uh, uh, some music. You know, you watch these commercials and it'd be like these. I'm going to beat him, Sizzles, I swear to God. He's just going to keep Yeah, he is. So, you know, like you see these pet food commercials and be like, only the choicest salmon. And I'm like, that thing is going to throw that up on your carpet and then try to eat it again. Like, why in the hell does it matter? Well, what you're feeding them? I did. It matter. They need more iron, and they want. They need. They're. They're. They're hungry. They're, there's a deficiency in their diet, so that's why they eat rocks. <laughs> <laughs> there again, once again, I'm not. I, I, I'm not bashing people that are into pets. So I, I'm not because I've got three <coughs> kids at home, which are like pets on steroids. So like, their pets I don't need that, any other pets. pets I've got three. three pets that talk back. So like I. But I, so I just, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, if you're into pets, more power to you. Like, I don't want to bash that. But somebody explained to me why you need to spend $5 on a can of cat food when it's going to lick its taint all day after you feed it. That. I don't understand. So if somebody can enlighten me on that, feel free. The Humane Society is coming to, to, to take our, our pets. The CPS is coming to take our children. Um, <coughs> well, there's a, I mean, there's an article here. I almost used this one. That they pulled a giant ball of gorilla glue out of a dog's stomach. Mm-hmm. Like it's eating glue. Like it doesn't. It Is that where it came out as the shape of the stomach? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. The perfect mold of, of the stomach. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Like I, again, the dog's licking its scrot. It's well, it's eating grass clippings. It's eating grass. Like I it just, eats it eats poop. Like yeah. My aunt's dog ate a stick of my deodorant. <laughs> Point. Thank you for making our yes. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I yeah. don't know. Can we move on from this? Uh, <laughs> <Son of a bitch. laughs> 
Um, yeah, we can, we can This is going to be the world's worst transition. Um, uh, is, that, is that everybody? Because literally about five seconds ago, I heard the words licking his, licking his scrotum. Now so it's time for Further Up, Further In. <laughs> for Further Up, Further In, where we go deeper and do things with the spiritual nature. There you go. There's your transition. There's the transition. Boom. Nailed it. All right. So um, we are going to go Further Up, Further In, <laughs> um, where it's uh, uh, F-U-F-I, what we call it. Um, foofy. <laughs> they got it. We're Fuffs. 18 episodes in. People get it at this point. Do they? Do you guys understand? Yes. There are people who just listened to it for the first time. New Hampshire specifically just mm-hmm. just just dialed Thanks, in. Thanks, New Hampshire. Um, <coughs> so um, this week, I guess what we're going to talk about is is um, uh, it's going to be a mix of a lot of different things, but mainly the idea of does God care about what we do? If does uh, does God care if I have peanut butter and jelly? Or if I have bologna. And on another on a tangent, I or not tangent, but another thing we'll cover also is that I'm kind of interested in too is how involved is God in our everyday life? Yeah, right. Or is God involved to, from the minutia to the big things? Yeah, to yeah right. To the you know, does so, God is God punishing me if I stub my toe? Is that God saying maybe you shouldn't have walked down this hallway this second? Yeah, it's. It's, it, we're going to talk a little bit of, we're going to lean up against predestination, lean up against Calvinism, um, but... And this is even, like, it's not even so much that, like, it's not really, we're talking about in the terms of salvation, you know, whatever that term means, that's a loaded word. What, well, what is God's will for but, you in your life? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're talking about. I mean, like, look, can I just start with a story? Can I just sure. Do that? So, I just graduated college and I was going into youth ministry. Got a job at a church in a small town in eastern Indiana, near the Ohio state line. And I'm 22 years old, something like that. Roughly 22, getting ready to be 23 years old. So I know I know nothing, like literally nothing. Um, a friend was visiting at the time. Got a phone call from a complete stranger. Said my name's Michael. Not you. Said my name's Michael. And... I'm getting ready to commit suicide, and I just want to know if I'm going to go to hell or not. Somebody gave me your number. Or I called, I called the church, and they gave me your number. Okay, first of all. <laughs> why are they giving me? Why are you giving a suicide? <laughs> a 23-year-old youth pastor. Here, like, call Matt Polly. Yeah, he'll talk call this guy. Him. He'll help you. He just want to know if he was going to go to hell for committing suicide. So I spent like two hours on the phone with this guy. Like, what was your answer in a quick one-word sentence? Well, he didn't. No. wasn't one word. It was two. It was two <laughs> hours, Michael. <laughs> I, mean, I told him. I told him no, but that was That's not really the point. Like the point's not whether you're going to hell or not. The point is what has brought you. Or this is point. don't kill yourself. Yeah. So we talked for two hours. Um, got off the phone. Uh, basically, didn't know where it ended. Like I didn't know. Like. That I didn't know if this guy was going to kill himself. Like, kind of ruined the whole night, to be honest, because like I, this guy's probably killing himself right now, and here I am having dinner. Like, so I didn't like I didn't know what to do with that. So I just left it. I didn't have his number. He would give me his number. I didn't have anything. This no. was before like caller ID. On yeah, cell phone I didn't even know no cell phone. This is on the house phone. No cell phones. I mean, like, was anything like that? I mean, this is going back to what two thousand and two, two thousand and three. So it's wow, you're old. Yeah, I know. Um, so fast forward. A number of years, you know, a couple of years later, we had didn't even have kids at that point. Like I was fresh out of college, and we had kids. Um, we were out to lunch with our uh, a couple of friends, and his name was uh, our, our friends' names were Shane and Misty, um, and they had a daughter who was two weeks younger than born two weeks after my oldest son, 
Uh, she was born on Valentine's Day. So we, we had to be friends with them. They were neighbor to the church. And we were out having pizza with them one day after church. And um, we just, we'd been talking just about just random stuff going on. And at one point, he looks at me and goes, looks at, I'm holding his daughter. And he goes, you realize that you're the reason she exists. And I was like, don't think I slept with your wife. If that's what <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Boy, lunch just got on. Lunch got weird, yeah. <laughs> so he goes, do you remember getting a phone call from a guy named Michael several years ago? I was like, yeah. And he goes, it was me. My name, my, name is, my name is Michael Shane. How have I never Shane. heard this story? Have I never told you this? No. And he said, that night, after I talked to you, I basically just told God, I said, if you want me not to do this, you need to stop me. And his friend showed up at his door like five minutes later. I wanted oh, to know if he wanted shit. to go out. And he said, my wife was getting ready to leave me. And we ended up staying together through that whole, ended up working things out and staying through that. And we ended up having Emily because of all that. And I'm sitting there going, what? Um, <laughs> so like, my question here is, what the hell do you do with a story like that? Yeah. Like, like, what do you do with that? Like, I, I like consider, how do you explain how something like that happens? Yeah. So, like, you hear a story like that and you go, well, any any Christian would go, well, God was obviously involved in that. And I would, I would say the same thing. But then that leaves you with a lot of uncomfortable questions. Well, what about that 12-year-old girl in Africa that's getting raped senseless by... Yeah, what, ha- what happened by, in Orlando? By an African Haram warlord. Or huh? Yeah, by Boko Haram. Or what about the guy who ends up killing himself? What about Orlando? What about like, Orlando? I mean, it leaves you with a lot of does. really hard questions. So, like, I, I don't know what to do with a story like that. I know what I know what happened. Yeah, I was directly involved in it. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to talk about it. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, was God's call to me to when I gave my life to ministry at the age of seventeen? I had a very mystical experience. I feel like I heard a voice. Yeah. Did I? Was was, was that God or was that me just going? I think it would, I think it would be a lot of fun for me to do youth ministry. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I think this would be fun. My youth minister was having fun doing it. I thought that'd be a great job. I could do that. So was it God or was it me just going, ah, oh, this would be great. And my brain, my subconscious doing its thing. Yeah. Our trip to Wisconsin. To, to, oh, God. That forever changed Brad and I's lives. Because of the cheese? No. Because of Rob Bell. When I mean, we spent that, we spent three or four days basically sitting, listening to Rob Bell teach. For nine hours a day. Yeah. And, it, and like it completely altered the entire course of our life was that, that came God? about like randomly picked up we were at a youth ministry conference and youth ministry conferences in the convention center and there's a 200 300 booths of different organizations mm-hmm. passing out free literature or whatever yeah. and I just happened on somebody handed me this at a, I was not going to stop at the booth he, the guy just hands me this it was for Honey Rock Camp in northern Wisconsin mm-hmm. and they had a list in their thing of different seminars and retreats they were going to have. And I saw Rob Bell's picture and I was very new to Rob Bell. He was very new on the scene. At he had point. really burst that bust out into Yeah. Like, like he had just was sort of just getting known. And I was like, well, that'd be interesting. It was like four days, four or five days. I was up in the Northern woods of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Literally. And I told Matt, I was like, let's go. So like it's random and it literally changed the course of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and so there again, I don't, it just seems so random. Mm-hmm. Uh, I another story. I when I left ministry, youth ministry, 
I had a very clear sense that God, the divine, something, the universe, whatever, was telling me I had to leave that job. I was yeah. fried, man. Like, and I very distinctly sitting on. Basically, the story was I, the church I was working at saw that I was really struggling, and they put me on a one month paid sabbatical. And basically said we want you to sort of pray and think about whether this is really where you want to be. We can tell you're struggling. It wasn't, I don't, it was a good thing. Like it wasn't them saying, you know, figure out what you want to do. You know what I mean? It was more like, we're concerned about you. We want you to rest and figure out if this is really where you want to be. Like I was sick, sick, sick to my stomach. Like a week into that, I remember sitting on the couch and I looked at my wife and it was, I looked at her and I said, I'm done. And it was, an almost mystical experience of feeling like you could literally, I could literally in my physical body feel a weight gone. Yeah. So thought everything was going to work out and then stuff started falling apart. We found two really low paying jobs at Macy's. We couldn't pay the bills. We're like, we're going to have to sell our house. Um, and so we had our house in the market for three, four months, nothing, nothing. We had like two showings. It was a crap market. This was right after the economy tanked. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Um, the day before they're starting to f- starting foreclosure proceedings on our house, they have got to the point where it's either, well, we can either pay our mortgage or we can eat. And we'd been praying so hard for God, this house has to sell. Like, please, like we got to get out of here. It has to sell. The day before they start foreclosure proceedings, we had a call from our realtor. Hey, we've got an accept, we've got an offer for your house. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Like, and so, you know, I, you'll hear language sometimes of people talking about God, God orders our steps or he or God, um, you'll hear words like providence. Like, does he know, is he, is God showing up and, and moving these pieces like a chessboard almost? Yeah. Um, I don't know where, I, like, this is going to be one of those, this is, I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know the answer. This is going to be one of those. If you're looking for an answer to this question, I'm, I think you're going to be disappointed. I think. I think in those moments, it's it's it's. I don't want to say easy. It's 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 it's. I'm just going to say easy. It's easy to say that God was there. It's easy to say that in that moment He was there. But what happens to the alternate Brad? Who there there is somebody out there who right. that happens and they have to foreclose right. on the house. I know. And yes. They're living in exactly. a shelter. What happens? And, and does when, God care about my house selling? But apparently doesn't care about starving kids in Africa. Like yeah, that's where my struggle is. Yeah, what happens when the pastor answers this phone and somebody says, I'm killing myself, and they hear a gunshot? Right. What, I mean, yeah. not to say that that's ever happened, but it, it does. Could, it, it does it happen. It could happen. Yes. And does does that mean that God's just a dick? Like God God is likes you and God favors you, or well, and God hates the people in, that were in Orlando at that club that one day? Yeah. At I mean, one night? I've, you know, I've thought, you know, trying to resolve the tension between those two things, those two views... I've thought that like I've had a relatively easy life. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like what? Yeah. What did what's, you do to deserve? What did I do to deserve that? that? Yeah. I've already broken a freaking bone. Like I mean, like nothing bad soft. has happened in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm soft and deadly. Nothing in my life has really happened that's been bad, like traumatic. Yeah. I mean, I have three grandparents alive still. Both my parents are alive still. Like I've never. I mean, what what happened in my life to? for that to be the case. So does, is God 
quote unquote blessing a certain segment of people so that they can go bless other people. But how much sense does that make? I mean, that leaves you a lot of questions too. Yeah. I mean, is God, you know, blessing me, blessing me with this wonderful life so I can actually be somebody who can go out and help heal people. But again, why freaking me? I was really confronted with this when I went to Haiti in 2007 on a mission trip. And I saw incredibly devout Christian people, like much more so than even myself. And I was a, Pastor, like I'm really like, thinking, like, like we went to a prayer, uh, I guess a prayer meeting. Well, that meeting is not really the right word. Prayer time at somebody's house in the village where we were staying, like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, and they do this every day, and they've been doing it for seventeen years. Like, so these people are like, the Christian story to them isn't bullshit. It's not like they mean this, and they live in crushing poverty. Yeah. So like, I remember th- that was like a big thing for me. Of I, I sat. I remember the plane ride home, just chewing on that. No, I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a, I was a pretty. I mean, I know I was a pastor, but I was a. I wasn't that sold out to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I wasn't gonna get up at six in the morning and pray every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. this wasn't gonna happen. Um, and yet I had a pretty comfortable life. Yeah. Like yeah. physically speaking, mm-hmm. and these guys were had to struggle and fight and crack and scratch and claw for everything, um, and so I just I don't know I don't know what to do with it because when you say like you know I, I look and I have three very healthy children, and I'm so like I can use the word blessing I'm blessed with that yeah but why why are there so many good people? At Riley Hospital for Children in Indianapolis right now with kids that have leukemia. Yeah, like what the hell did they do? You know, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And sometimes I wonder, like, so, so we've talked before where we just hate the the hashtag blessed. Yeah, like yeah. yeah we, I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast, it's an but like, joke with it's us. an ongoing joke with us. Is that the the I think that the hashtag blessed is just a sign of white privilege. It's a sign yeah, of, sure. of privilege that. Like we're in a fixed system. I got a free drink at Starbucks yeah. today. Hashtag blessed or whatever. I mean, like, like seriously, yeah. how how like I'm sure it can go off the rails at any given time, mm-hmm. but but for the most part, we have families, we have support systems mm-hmm. that that won't let us get yes. to that 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 low point of desperation. Is is that a is that because of privilege or is it because of God? I mean, does does I mean. It, it it makes God out to be a terrible, terrible person or being if he picks and chooses who gets to be a white middle-class American. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me ask this question. So when something good happens, when you look at your life, and I, I can look at my life and I could use a word like I'm blessed. Now, we've had tons of money troubles over the years. And we still, I mean, it's not like we're, I mean, we live in a 1200 1300 square foot house with five people in it it's not large you guys have been there like but it's a house yeah and it's fine like so i've got a pretty good life is it wrong for me like i don't know that it would be wrong for me to look at my life and go god has blessed me with this no i don't know that that and this is where i struggle i don't know that that necessarily dismisses the suffering of the world no. for me to look at that situation and go because i think that's where It'd be it's easy, and we do. It's easy to pick on people that are constant. Like they got pictures where they're like in freaking Barbados. Hashtag blessed. I'm like, 
Yeah, right. You make one hundred fifty thousand. You make one hundred fifty grand a year. Yeah. Like God didn't do that. You know, your hard work, or you were handed a business, or what you know, whatever it might be, whatever the situation is. But is that harmful? I guess would be a good question. Is it harmful if people, if that's genuine with people? I think it's harmful if. Yeah, I think it can be. I think it can. Be, I think it's harmful if that's just used as like a throwaway thing. Like if, because I think a lot of times people use the hashtag blessed or the sad blessed by God or God has done this. I don't think they mean it. I think it's literally a throwaway. I think that's when it's harmful. It's almost like an ex- exclamation, like. You know, when we say shit, like it doesn't yeah. mean anything. It's an exclamation. I'm blessed. It's just kind, kind of, of a humble brag. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of. I've but seen just it used that way too. It's just kind of right. a throw, just kind of a throwaway phrase. If this life is good right now, and that's how I'm responding. I'm just saying this because that's how, that's what I'm going to say to it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily bad. I mean, I think it, it's all a matter of what you do with your, with how you use your life and what you do have. Yeah. Regardless of how much you have or what you have, I mean, like this house. I mean, you guys have been in this house a bazillion times. It's a decent sized house. I mean, we got it for a good price. But when we, when we went looking for houses, is when we moved to Martinsville. The whole our, our one criteria is it needs to be big enough to hold a youth group. That was it. That was my criteria. I don't care. I don't care about the rest of the house. I don't care. I just give me room for a youth group. This house has been used for youth group. This house has been used for City Hill. This house has been used for parties. We have our neighbors come down here. Like it became sort of a, a place that we've had. We have a fourth bedroom we don't use. People have stayed with us um, for lengthy periods of time. I mean, like, and now it's a podcast. Yeah, and it's a pod, It's a place where we record the podcast. So, like, in like home studio. It's a, yeah, It's been multiple things over the years because that's what we wanted it to be. So, in one sense, yes, I'm blessed to have this. I mean, we work our butts off, we work our asses off to make this to not get foreclosed on. But we, we've, we've worked our whole life for something good, and we've tried to use that for something good. I mean, so in one sense, being blessed is good because I can use it to bless other people. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I don't, I don't think it's bad to say, yes, what I have is good. And I don't think it negates the suffering of the world to say, man, I've got it really good right now, and there's people whose lives are an absolute pile of shit. And there's things that need to be done to make that right. So I don't think it negates the suffering. I, and I don't think it's bad to say this is... I've been given this thing. I mean, I had, yesterday, I got three things in the mail from, that were sent to me. I got my I got my Weird Al tickets from Elijah and I to go see Weird Al in July. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Absolutely, Weird Al, that is a blessing. I got a book from one of our listeners that he sent me. Nice. And I got a series of sermons from uh, Billy, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. A series of just lecture sermons that were given at the Unitarian Church. He said, I think you'll like these. I'm going to send them to you. Photocopied them, mailed it to me. So, like, I got three things in the mail that were just, those were blessings. I mean, so... And here I am, unblessed, because I didn't get a book from anybody. <laughs> yeah, me but we got, But we got glasses. I mean, we got... Yeah, for sure. Like, like we I, are blessed. Like, this podcast has turned into something that's been a blessing, not just to other people, but for us. I mean, yeah. so I don't think it's bad to say to say the word blessing. I think we could probably kind of recapture that word. But has God word. done that? I think he exactly. can... Exactly. And that's the question. And that's... God, that's my that's my issue. That's where my skepticism that I. How do you explain this podcast? How do you? We have nine. We have like ninety two hundred downloads. How do you explain the podcast? But like, how do you explain? Okay, so how do you? Here's my problem with saying God. If you know God did this or God ordered that or whatever, 
Because why in the hell is God not ordering people being healed of cancer or... Or why is he? Where was God on 9-11? Right. I mean, you see people that are... <laughs> right, but you see... There. You see that. You see people... Why do some people get healed of cancer and some don't? Yeah. Like... We had a great friend, a family friend growing up. And this this was the first time I was really confronted with this. She was one of the best people I've ever known in my entire life to this day. Mm-hmm. We were family friends. We went on vacations together yeah. to Florida and spring break. Like she was She was a next level person. Yes. Like next level person. Wonderful person. Got cancer. Prayed and prayed and prayed. She was dead in a year. Yeah. And I remember thinking that I was in high school. I remember I was a junior in high school when she died. And I remember sort of thinking to God, like, what the hell, dude? Like, mm-hmm. I bawled at her funeral. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we prayed. She, The elders of the church anointed her head with oil like you're supposed to do in the Bible. They did, like, we followed the playbook. So why in God's name did that not yeah. take care of it? And, and and so then you see, but then you see like so, why was she not healed? But other people do. Why? I mean, even like my like my wife, the first time she got pregnant had a miscarriage. So why was that one apparently not blessed? But then the last three were. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I don't I don't know. Like my boss, our my mine and Matt's boss, his wife just had twins this week, and they're perfect. I mean, they're beautiful little girls, just perfectly formed. Everything seems to be healthy. But I'm sure in the same hospital this week, there was a ba- there's probably been a baby born. Somebody's going to go home empty-handed. Either empty-handed or everything went completely, like, balls up and, like, mm-hmm. the baby's not healthy. Like, that's yeah. never going to be right, never going to be normal. Like, is it just chance? Yeah. Or is it just... Is it a mix of chance and God's providence? I think part of the problem isn't that how we view God. And I say oh, this into myself yeah. too. I still, I was raised, we were all raised with what we call the three-tiered universe where there's something down there you have right here and then God's up there somewhere. And the view of that view of God, I, it is so hard to shake that. That even, I think, I would argue that even most atheists see God that way. When they argue against God, that's what they're arguing against, is a God that is far away up there that occasionally intervenes. And that's what we, that's what I think a lot of times when Americans especially, but not just Americans, but I think especially with Americans, talk, when we talk about God, that's what we, that's the picture in our mind. Some being that is far away up there in heaven that if we pray hard enough, we'll come down here or if we say the right prayer or if we're devout enough or if we don't fuck up enough that every like that God will come down here and bless our lives. Yeah. Well, that's it's, and I think it's, that's the problem. It's an Old Testament view because in the Old Testament, I mean, throughout the Old Testament, the nation of Israel believed wholeheartedly that God was intimately involved with them. Yeah. That if He was, I mean, the, the whole theme of the Old Testament is, "I will be your God; you will be my people." They believed that. Yeah. One hundred percent. At that time, in the ancient and you know, in the ancient times, they believed the gods were intimately involved in every aspect of your life. If it didn't rain, it's because you pissed off one of the gods. If it did rain, it's because you offered the right offering. That view carried over to 
to Yahweh. Yeah, it's no different than Zeus. Let me ask ask a question. I'm just thinking about this. So when we think about um, the set, like God interacting with people, you know, in in, in the Old Testament, and we think about when Jesus was... Uh, when Jesus died, they say that the the, the curtain is torn, the the, mm-hmm. the, the curtain that separated mm-hmm. um, man from God. Mm-hmm. Is it that God was released, or that God was never? There? I think it was a God that was never there. God was never there. Like I think that's. I mean, I'd, that kind of blew my mind. And uh, it was the Divine Magician by that, I think Rollins, idolatry of God. Though, might have been the idolatry both. of God, but Peter Rollins argues like that's the trick. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole thing that the writers are trying to get across that when the curtain is torn, that God was never there in the first place. Like, so are we making these these things, these moments of coincidence, are we making them into something that isn't there? I, and that's, I, I think know, that's, and that's the question. The question. Yeah. That's the whole question. Cause, and cause I don't that, know that there's a satisfactory answer. Maybe the question, the better question is, does it matter? If you look at Jesus, though, and everything he taught and everything he stood for, like, if you believe that, that Jesus is God incarnate, then if you look at it, at Jesus's life, and then you compare it to something like 9/11 or the Holocaust, it doesn't mix. So if 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 God's will is in every step that we take and every move that we make, that um, that then God's an asshole. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a giant malevolent prick. I mean, does it? Is it part he is, of like, he know, is that guy with the magnifying yeah, glass, right. and we're the ants. Right. But you know, I mean, about. on the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus says. Uh, he says this: God causes the sun and the uh, causes the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. I mean, the day, that day and age, rain was a good thing. Yeah, like we, I always read that of going, well, you know, bad things. Yeah, happen. Rain ruins picnics. Rain ruins picnics. No, like rain was like you're in an arid, dry place. That's how you survived. That's how you survived, and that's how you thrive. So God or Jesus is simply saying that the God, whatever God is, seems to bless. Good and terrible people. That there is that not just Jesus saying there's a randomness to this life. Like that there's I know, I, that there's a there's a, a randomness. There's a a mis, a mysterious because the whole the whole view in that day and age, and I would argue that we still carry this over is what we're talking about. But in that day and age, especially the view was that um, God blessed the the good that that any blessing you had was showed that you were on the right track, that you were righteous. Because if you weren't righteous, then things weren't going to go right. And Jesus seems to blow that apart by saying, no, there's a mystery to this that, like, even bad people have good things happen to them. Like, yeah. God even blesses that. Does that not just blow apart the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's that it's that whole ideology that that um, God is angry whenever it he there's a drought. Or God is... Yeah. Is angry whenever there's it's a the flood. It's the Old Testament God. Yeah. The Old Testament angry. The, the Old Testament angry God. And I would argue the God that is somewhere else. Yeah. And I think that, I think that what we have to do. And this almost harkens back to a couple of podcasts ago when we talked about mystery. We have to acknowledge the mystery of it. Maybe yeah. that. I don't know that there's there's never going to be a satisfactory answer for this because the atheists are going to say, well, of course not. Of course, God isn't ordering our steps. There's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's everything is random or everything, like we make our own destiny. And I think I even say. And I think even, I even tend to fall in that camp more often than I do too. I do too. But then uh, a a more devout Christian, uh, whatever you want to call it, it's a terrible phrase, but I I don't know what else to call it. But anyway, like, I don't mean that as like a derogatory thing, but like um, uh, a, a very practicing Christian, I guess would I call it? 
would look at everything and say that God is blessing everything and is ordering our steps and I, I, is he? I, maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe there is no answer. If there is an answer, maybe the well, answer just falls somewhere in the middle of that. That there's a mystery to life. That there, shit happens to good people sometimes, but also good things happen to good people. Shit happens to bad people sometimes, and good things happen to good to bad people sometimes. Like that, there's this weird mystery that Jesus seems to just blow apart and go, "Yeah, but God blesses the whole thing." Like there's yeah. there's an interesting. It's kind of a passage that sort of has pissed me off over the years. And John, where he heals the man born blind. And he, it says, as he went along, it's John chapter 9, as he went along, he saw a man born blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sent this man or his parents that he was born blind? They're like, hey, so did his parents screw up or what? Like, what happened here? Because obviously something happened where God is angry, caused this innocent child to be born blind. And Jesus so is like, like, no, asking no, 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 no. the wrong question. He's like, no, it's not that. It's not that the parents sinned, neither this man nor his parents. But this happens so the works of God might be displayed in him. Now, here's why that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. So this man was made to suffer because so God's handiwork can be displayed? Again, what does that make Is that God, what he's saying, is it, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. If you read that surface level, I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Surface level, that's what it seems like. Um, and he says, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. And then he heals the guy. Well, here's the problem. There's a lot of villages he went into where he didn't heal people. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that almost, like, Jesus' entire ministry was like, yeah, he healed some people, he didn't heal other people. He, you know... It's almost took, like a living embodiment of this mystery. This of mystery. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it Because doesn't. I think, and maybe, maybe the thing is, that that's not the point. The point wasn't the healing. The point wasn't the not healing. The point was what he came to do entirely, like, the, the whole story. Yeah. What he came, this actual thing he came to do. And maybe when we look about, think about God's will, because I can, I, we could go off on tangent about when we were all high schoolers and thought that it was God's will that we we had the one, you know, the, the one person we're meant to be with sure. for the rest of our lives. Yeah. But maybe, maybe when we think about God's will, we're th- it's it's not as, you know, take a right turn here, take a left turn here, get a house and a car and you'll be happy. Um, maybe, maybe it's God's will that we be like Jesus that we live that life where we we are the people that heal others around us oh, I not not in, in sure. like we're healing blind people maybe there are doctors out there who are um, but in, in, a, in a sense that, that we are to be the light and we are to be good well it's funny you say that because this chapter verse 5 says while I am in the world I am the light of the world maybe that is the thing maybe it's not it goes back to our when we talk about suffering Maybe it's not that what's happening to you matters. It's what you do with what's happening to you and how you live in spite of that. Now, again, leaves a lot of awful questions about warlords raping 12-year-olds in Africa. Yeah. I mean, well, and maybe that's where the crucifixion comes in, where you get this incarnation of God being tortured and killed and suffering in the worst possible way in every single facet of not just physical pain, betrayal from his friends, abandonment. Like, yeah. Everything you can possibly do to a human being, he's ex- he's on the cross, and he's taking that and accepting it. Maybe that's what it means for Jesus to die for our sins, is for us to like to see that Jesus hangs there in solidarity with the suffering of the world. Yeah. So well, it's Jesus saying that even God has shit happen. Like yeah. that even like God is not immune to any of that. So there might be blessing, mm-hmm. there might be 
bad stuff that happens, but through it all, and this is where, once again, I think the problem is we see God is up there that we need to call down here to intervene instead of the ground of our being, the very energy that holds it all together, whatever you want to say, the, um, you know, the energy and relationship that sort of, you know, animates us and keeps everything, however you want to describe that. Maybe that's the better way to see God instead of this God that just sits up on a throne. Well, I'll, I'll intervene this time in this has... one. But I'll intervene. I'm a little busy to intervene there, so I'll intervene over here. Like this God that just has too much to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's one of the biggest problems. And so Jesus hangs on the cross and blows that entire framework apart and just says God is in solidarity with all joy and all suffering. Well, who wrote uh, Who wrote the, the novel about the Holocaust? Eli West. Weissel? Yeah. Ely Weissel. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's uh, a great book. Sorry. It's really disturbing. It's really it's... disturbing. But I think in that book, there's a section, you mentioned the Holocaust earlier. Yeah. Somebody asked, where is somebody oh, he's standing there? They're hanging a, what, a small child who didn't have enough weight to have his neck broken, so he strangled to death on a noose. And somebody asked, where is God? And he said, God is right there hanging. So again, it doesn't make any easier. Doesn't negate the suffering. Yeah, but he's actively involved in all of this. So like, so in one sense, he's actively involved in everything because he's active. Yes. God is actively involved in everything because we are actively involved in everything. That God is the energy that yeah. that animates the universe, and so it's not like a person sitting on a throne and. Like I said, just sort of intervening whenever he feels like it or whenever the right prayer is said or just randomly or whatever, that God is in everything because we are in everything. Yep. That we hold the divine, what would what the Eastern a lot of Eastern mystics would call the divine spark. Mm-hmm. That be, there's God in all of us. What the Bible be the change the, you want to see. God, or what God called what the Bible called Emmanuel, yeah. God with us. Yeah. Do you think God ever gets a case of the Mondays? <laughs> Do you ever think that yeah, maybe... Here's where Michael... We're done. Rails. Well, that was good. We're done now. <laughs> Do you ever think he's just like... Man, I'm just Can gonna... you hear that train crashing, folks? <laughs> I'm just going to phone it in. You know, he's like, eh, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. No. I don't think no, so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that happens. It's kind of like what you just said, though. Like, sometimes he just isn't feeling it. No, I said that's the view of God. I think a lot of times is a God that just sits on a throne that he'll intervene sometimes, and if he's too busy, he won't intervene yeah. over there. Later being here in my life so that I can get free Starbucks. Like God gets tired? No, I'm saying that's the shitty view of God. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. I think the better view, the better idea of God is God is the energy, the ground of our being, the very thing that animates all of life. And not that is constantly present, constantly here. I really feel like he's been phoning it in quite a bit lately. <laughs> it seems that way sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it feels that way. Sure. God, we dropped the ball of Donald Trump, didn't you? Yeah, huh? yeah. Couldn't ha- couldn't help us out there at all, could you? Oh man! All right, that, we could, we could talk about that all yeah. all night. I think that's going to conclude uh, uh, further up, further in. Yeah, this concludes. Michael sufficiently uh, derailed that. Well, it was well time, done. Guys. Yeah. That's that's it's it's my job to keep us on track, yeah. and that's my on track. I mean, totally off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we're going to go into uh, to uh, feedback. Um, so we do have a new five star review. Um, it is called Literal LOLs <laughs> by DJMC1988. 
Might um, be the person who's sending us crabs. I think crab it is. Cakes. I think I it's the same person sending us crabs. Oh, please send us crab cakes. Yeah, I oh think that's God. happening. Um, really glad to have come across this podcast. Real talk about real issues, coupled with snarky humor, beer, whiskey, good vocabulary, and other <laughs> miscellaneous oddities. I don't talk real good. <laughs> uh, what's not to love? Y'all even talk about Jesus, and it's super refreshing. Playing catch up as it stands, but proud to be another Marylander uh, added to your following. So we do have quite a bit of uh, Maryland people um, following the podcast. I don't; they were number two for quite some time behind mm-hmm. Indiana. Um, I will I will look up uh, where that's at. But thank you so much for your five star review. We uh, really, 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 really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Five star reviews uh, help us get noticed on iTunes. It helps with the ranking systems. Um, it also uh, brings trolls who thinks that, you know, you get a lot of good reviews, but I can't stay in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael's still, not going to let that have still bitter more, about Have that we had guy. more trolls or is that the same one? Uh, it's the same one. Hey, I'm, buddy. I'm still bitter about it. I'll get over it one day. <laughs> you ruined Michael's life. Yeah, you're the worst. Um, I am, I'm pulling up Maryland to see, uh, see where it stands on the list. Um, oh, Maryland's dropped way down. So, Come hmm. on, Maryland. Maryland, step your game up here. Must have been that Ray Rice killing or Ray Lowe's killed again. <laughs> I did say that Ray Lowe's. I'm pretty sure that's well known though. I don't Maryland think that's is debatable. our um, our ninth huh. state. Who's second? California now. Hey, hey. Uh, you raging liberals! <laughs> <laughs> but to even it out, number three is Texas. So. Oh, oh hey. wow! Yeah. That's shocking. thanks for foisting Ted Cruz upon us, everyone. We appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> So uh, thank you um, again, uh, my dear friend DJMC1988. DJMC, isn't that redundant? <laughs> yeah, it might be actually. That's all right. He's I'm probably sure awesome if he's a DJ. I'm he's a, a DJ, DJ MC. And an MC. Pretty sure it's a woman. Yeah. It's, she, it's whatever. Who, it's whoever's sending us crab cakes. That's well, whatever. It's a woman. So I've got crabs. Um, I do actually think it's. Uh, um, I actually have a, a comment, so I'm sure that it might be the same person. So um, in our Twitter feedback section, uh, Danae Crumrine says, Stumbled upon Pastor's DJ podcast. Yeah. I don't see the extra MC. Just, just, just Stumbled upon at Pastor's podcast recently. My commute has never been the same. Hashtag LLOL. Hashtag GoCube. Hashtag um, commuter life. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex Roper at FT Dad PT Jedi says, "Poor Matt Polly, nobody likes him." <laughs> uh, and then Don Don mm-hmm. uh, Don uh, Del Moral Moral Del Mor- Moral um, says at Pastors Podcast, Matt is my favorite. Thank you. Brad followed me first, and Michael makes me laugh the most. Love you all. Hashtag rabbit vest. Hashtag love turtle. Hashtag <laughs> rabbit vest. Yeah, we did give her the nickname on. She's she's one of our uh, Patreon supporters. We gave her the the nickname yeah. turtle. I think it was T E R D L E though. Turtle. I think her yeah. last name's Tuttle, right? I think that's where it came from. Uh, I think it's her maiden name. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't creep on her well enough. She has the longest name in the pub, though. I'm pretty sure. It's like yeah. four names long. I don't know. For I've sure. never, never taken an assessment of yeah, the poll the audience. <laughs> um, at a religion critic said, uh, at Pastor's Podcast, hashtag 
Rabbit vest. My first stuffed <laughs> toy was a chubby, cartoonish elf. My parents took it from me, saying it was evil and brought demons. <laughs> so, I apologize for your parents. That's probably true. Um, uh, Nathan Miller West, our good friend at Namway Design, wrote at Pastor Podcast, I had Stanley the Cabbage Patch doll. Um, he had some stroller race car scars. Poor guy. Hashtag rabbit vest. Um... Weren't Cabbage Patch dolls for girls? You guys said you had had I them. I had one. I thought they were like more for for no, dude. I, it was kind of before my time. I didn't have. I wasn't out of the Cabbage Patch kids. I do fun fun fact. So um, my <laughs> five bucks says this is once again probably not going to be a fun fact. So I got into as a child. I got into an argument with my brother because he told me. Um, that uh, I was a cabbage patch kid and I grew out in a field. And uh, the proof was is that I was a human being, B-E-A-N. Mm. And it's an ongoing family joke that I'm <laughs> a human being. Yeah. yeah. Keep going, Michael. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel Hazel uh, at underscore Daniel underscore Hazel underscore. Said, I recommend at Pastors Podcast. I don't recommend listening while you're driving. Hashtag, how did I end up on the street? <laughs> um, I drove down a wrong way down the wrong one-way street in downtown Indianapolis the other day. Cool. I felt like the biggest dick in the world. I had people honking at me, giving me the finger. Oh, and I'm, I'm like driving in between them and trying to find it. It was, it was bad. Um, hash, <laughs> uh, Izzy's daddy at Sam Abate or Abate, I don't know, said hashtag... Things I can't do at the gym. Listen to Pastor's podcast. Uh, the stifled giggles make me look even stranger than the faces I make on the elliptical. <laughs> and then, hey Sam Blair at Revs Blair said at Pastor's podcast, Saul has slain his thousands. Michael has slain his thousand, his ten thousands. <laughs> Hashtag rabbit vest. <laughs> so thank you guys for your feedback. We really appreciate you guys engaging with us. Um, if you would, uh, well, let's go into closing time. So, um, rate us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, support us on Patreon. Uh, www.patreon.com slash pastorspodcast. Uh, $1 will get you into the Pastors Pub. $1 a month, people. And it is lit. Totally worth it. Yeah, what did we talk about this week? Um, I feel like we, we covered a lot of ground. I don't remember if we did, though. Um Ah, man, we've been talking... Talking about a bunch of different stuff. Well, we, we mentioned the uh, podcast... We're going to do a series of podcasts on the Bible. Yeah, we've been talking about that. And just about people can that. ask their questions about that, and we'll try to cover some of them. Yeah, we've been talking about um, what we're talking about now, about God's will. We've been talking a lot about... I don't about, know if people realize that you are allowed to post stuff in the pub. Like, it's not just Michael and Brad and I posting stuff. It's like everybody's posting mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, in, fact, a, you, in fact, three of us rarely post anything. Yeah, we actually, last week after we recorded last week's episode, um, Lucas uh, Allen, our guest from last yeah, he episode, he uh, played a song yeah. uh, for the pub mm-hmm. live. It was awesome. It was great. Uh, I actually happened to be in my living room whenever he was playing it, and my son who was up later than he should have been, was listening to it and was jamming out to it. It was really, really cool. Um, so it, it's it's a really interactive place. You can ask questions. You can post pictures of alcohol that you just bought like yes, I did. Yes, you can share your fears, what you're, what, what's stressing you out, and, and um, it's it's a pretty great place. Yep. And again, patreon.com slash pastors pub mm-hmm. or slash uh, pastors podcast yeah. will get you into the pastors pub. Um also on Twitter and uh, 
if you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, it's at Pastors Podcast, at Polly Name Brad, at Polly Name Matt, and at MJ Basinger. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com is uh, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. And then, again, Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. We need to decide a... Um, Hashtags. Hashtag. Yeah. You guys got anything? I don't mm. actually. I don't. I don't have very great ones. So oh, yeah, it was kind of a, not a hashtag rich in, environment in tonight. So I got uh, hashtag creeping on the dark net. Um, <laughs> hashtag that's why they eat rocks. Um, <laughs> I had to re- reread it a couple of times because like that's why the yeet rocks. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, and then uh, hashtag pets on steroids. <laughs> Uh, and hashtag blessed bastards. Oh man! Oh wow! So uh, not not a not a whole lot to. I kinda, what was the second to the last one? Hashtag three foot dildo. No, no. probably not no. going to do that one. Don't look that go one. Ahead and, uh, <laughs> go ahead and veto that. Uh, pets on steroids. Yeah, let's do pets on steroids. I don't even I don't even remember the reference at this point. Kids were pets on steroids. Oh yeah, kids yeah. kids were pets on steroids. Mm. Okay. Hashtag placenta cookbook. I hope people hear the clock ticking on that one. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead and call that one a no. Um, uh, I'm just offering up suggestions. Maybe we should do hashtag eat rocks. <laughs> How about we just do kids are pets on steroids. Pets on steroids. Pets on steroids. <clears throat> That's so if you've listened to this all the way through, hit us up on social media. Um, hashtag pets on steroids aka kids um, <laughs> um yeah that's that's about it um thank you for scott Drickle and nathan miller west for your contributions with that we're gonna we're gonna close up shop and fire somebody into the sun here we go Focus on the family. (laughs) We love Donald Trump.